Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back. Droid Life Show, episode 148 today. It is Friday, August 11th. I'm your host, Kellen. Would be Tim. Tim's at. Hey, guys. How's it going? Tim here. <laughs> I see uh, I see our president is back. I think he was gone last week. He was on vacation playing golf, I believe. But he's back today. Yep. Tweeter in chief. He's back. Uh, so big show today because, uh, I mean, we've got like 10 phones, I feel like, on the, on the horizon. And... Uh, not that we have any of them in our hands, but there's like leak after leak after leak right now. And so we're just kind of recapping that stuff until all this stuff becomes official. So we have like Pixel 2 pictures to talk about, more Galaxy Note 8 stuff, Essential News, LGV30 News, Moto X4 News. There's all this stuff. And again, while we don't have any of these things in hand or have never touched them, there's actually quite a bit to talk about, which is kind of weird. So uh, let's start first though with Pixel 2 because Pixel, every time we talk about Pixel, it's like, Galaxy S8, Note 8, and then like Pixel. Like anytime we bring those up, people just like flood in with like opinions and care and all that stuff. So let's start with Pixel 2. Uh, last week we got uh, we got like our first look um, at what we think it is. We talked about stereo speakers and all that stuff. Well, to kick off this week, who was it? A GSM Arena posted a couple of pictures that were obviously like a prototype of the Pixel 2. And when I say Pixel 2, I'm talking about the small guy. Pixel XL2, obviously, it's the big guy. So anyway, they posted a couple of pictures this week that show um, they, they match up to the pictures we saw last week, which show the smaller version with two big bottom chin bezels, front stereo speakers, and sort of that familiar um, backside. Uh, they also said no headphone jack. Um, so we don't necessarily learn anything new other than this does seem to be the design. And I, I think we talked about this last week, like the design looks fine. It, it looks like last year's, but with front stereo speakers and maybe a little less glass on the backside. And that's kind of about it. This is not the more premium all display version that we'll probably see from the big guy. Um, so anyways, the uh, no headphone jack thing got me ranting about headphone jacks and uh yeah it did. And I yeah, I said I I don't I don't care. I think I talked about this a little bit last week actually. I think that was the start of it was last week where I just said I just don't care that uh there are no headphone jacks on a lot of these phones. Um You're wrong. But I don't know like, have you weighed in on this? Like I know you like them because you use headphones when you like walk your dogs and do other stuff like that. I haven't uh, done like an official opinion piece on it, but now, you know, since I see the reaction to your piece, I sort of feel like I need to put one out there just so people know that it's not both of us that feel that way. Cause I, I pretty much opinion. Yeah, exactly. I disagree almost completely. Like, you know, I get it only because I sort of have to right? like I'm testing new phones that don't have headphone jacks and I don't have like a choice about whether or not I like that. So I just have to adapt like any good human being. Uh, But I definitely like headphone jacks and I want them to still be a thing. Like I I just don't understand. So really I have a lot of feelings on it, but I guess here's my major thing is that headphone jacks were not a problem. And by removing them, all these companies did was sort of create a problem without necessarily solving it a hundred percent like the right way. So I get it. There are USB type C uh, like headphones you can plug in and all that, but then you, have a problem of not being able to use that uh, port for charging, you know, it's, and sure you could find adapters, you know, that go from USB type C to 3.5. But again, not everyone wants to carry around an adapter and have all these problems. Like my new MacBook has no ports except for type C. And now I live a dongle life when I travel and it's a total pain in the butt. 
I miss my old MacBook Pro where I could just slap in my SD card and not have to worry about, oh man, did I forget my adapter back in Oregon? And you can't just go out and buy these things because you know, a lot of the accessories you need aren't necessarily being sold yet in stores. Like if you go to a 7-Eleven or like a travel stop on the freeway, they may not have a Type-C to 3.5 millimeter headphone adapter for your phone. Euro that they will, right? Yeah, so that's kind of a problem for me. Um, so, so like I said, I think that these companies created a problem without really solving a problem that existed. Like it was fine. Uh, by removing the headphone jack, you know, it's not like they're adding a ton of battery space or anything like that. Like, I mean, really, a headphone jack just took up no space at all. And then the another underlying issue is Android and Bluetooth. Um, it seems like every day we get an email about some phone that the Bluetooth, like an update broke Bluetooth or something like that. Like, Bluetooth has just... Pixel or Nexus phone too, by the way. It's always like a Google problem. Exactly. So it seems like Bluetooth has just never been that awesome for Android. Now, uh, personally, I haven't had many of those issues. Like, you know, sometimes my phone will disconnect and reconnect to my car or something like that from time to time. But, you know, it's never like deal breaker status. So, but... So with all that being said, I do disagree with you. Like I'm, I'm upset that they're disappearing. However, if that's what every company is going to do is start removing them, then I need to obviously change the way I do things and just sort of adapt and get used to it. And I'm fine with that, but I will sort of put up a fight about it a little bit. Yeah, I think I, th- I think one of the biggest issues with them doing this is what you just said. They created a problem and. I don't know that they any of them have shown us a benefit from removing the headphone jack. Like I think the iPhone 7, someone tore it down or whatever, and where the headphone jack was, there was like a block of just nothing. Like Apple wasn't even using the space. They just sort of decided to push this new like wireless technology where they could connect to their AirPods and stuff. And like that was their move. And then they I think gave everyone lightning air earpods, whatever the hell they're called. Um so th- that's the thing is is and I get why people are pissed because usually when you take away a technology like you 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 exchange it for some other benefit. I don't know that there is one with this right. Like we're removing the headphone jack, which like you said doesn't take up that much space. Like look at this this Pixel too it has a giant chin on the bottom and top. Like you're telling me you couldn't fit a headphone jack in there? So are we doing it just to do it? So that that is a problem I have because I don't see what what the point is other than they maybe are trying to use it for space, but I don't know that anyone's actually shown us. It's like the Moto Z2 we talked about last week as well. The Z2 Force, which is stupid thin, has no headphone jack. But the Z2 Play, which is also just as thin, has a headphone jack. So with like Motorola, you're like, what? what what's the point here? You just also just doing this to do it? I, I don't get it. Um, but I just made the point that I just don't care because we do have options and I'm not going to base my phone buying decision off of a headphone jack. And it's one of those things that like people just complain, 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 complain about. And I just don't know that it's as big a deal as like the camera on your phone or Bluetooth stuff, right? Like Google sucks with their Bluetooth. And I know someone in the chat mentioned, well, Android O is supposed to have better Bluetooth. Well, I think Google said that for like four versions in a row now, just like they always say that about battery life and they say that about whatever, right? So I guess like I would just rather other things like design get better. I would worry about like if, if the Pixel phone came out with the same damn ugly design, plain iPhone design, I'd probably skip it. But removing a headphone jack, but I'm getting say 
the LG full vision display, like, okay, like I'll take some of that stuff. So I, th- I think for me, it just, it doesn't impact my life that much. If I need to use a dongle, I'll use a dongle. I have Bluetooth headphones already. I'll use the ones that come in the box if they have those. Like that stuff doesn't, it doesn't make me want to not buy a phone just because I have to do that. And and I'm also maybe not someone that uses headphones like multiple times throughout a day on my phone. So for those people, I, I do feel a little bad for them. I'm just not one of those. And I've also never, I shouldn't say never, maybe like once in my life, charged my phone and had headphones plugged in at the same time. But I, I can also see how some people would be sitting at their desk and have headphones plugged in while they're charging their phone. Totally get it. I just... I don't think that's reason enough for me to skip a phone. And if the Google Pixel phones are as good as they should be, if they're anywhere near last year's Pixel phone, I'm not going to skip it because it doesn't have a headphone jack. But it, but that doesn't mean we all can't complain about it. There's a lot of people who disagree with you, apparently. <laughs> and there totally is a lot of people who disagree with me. And uh, they should because maybe they use headphone jacks constantly about everything. But again, it, I don't think a headphone jack is like a make or break feature in a phone when they give there are options to still use your headphones like you can still use your headphones with a phone that doesn't have a headphone jack sure i agree i don't necessarily think that it's you know so much of an extreme that it needs to be a deal breaker but it's still a big deal uh for anyone who purchased a nice pair of headphones or something you know and they want to use those without needing the adapter that you could potentially lose and then not replace unless you order it online and wait a few days for it to show up like it's just kind of a pain. It's just a pain. It's not a deal breaker. It's just a pain. have an adapter. Don't you just then connect the adapter to your headphones and it just always stays on there? What if you, I don't know, need to use something else? I don't know. Sure. Maybe. It's the same headphones all the time. You put that adapter on your headphones and it just stays there like forever. And then you never have to think about it again. You don't have to go, well, where's my adapter? Cause it's like already attached to your cord. Mm. Sure. No, it makes like, sense. Rather- plugging both and being separated i would just put the thing on there and then i would go okay i'm here i'm good just plug mm-hmm. it into my phone just like i did headphones <laughs> um keith in the chat says he agrees with you uh he's the only person in the world i think headphone jack or not it means nothing to me uh, same with water resistance even though my s7 is water resistant i am trained to not want to get it wet uh water resistance is like a different I think I have a slightly different feel about that. Like I found myself this summer, particularly like leaving the pixel in the office and grabbing the S eight because mm-hmm. I've just been around water more. Like I was in Montana for a week on flathead and whitefish Lake, like in my backyard, like the kid has like a kiddie pool, you know, there's like water around all the time in the summer. And so I've found myself reaching for the S eight because of that. So kind of just, uh, headphone jacks they're they're going away I, I i would feel much better about the conversation um if yes there was a reason these things are going away and uh i, I still don't i still don't get why they're going away like i said I don't, it doesn't like affect me necessarily it probably will like i'll take a trip or something and i'll do like you said where i go to the gas station i've lost my dongle but it would be nice if they would actually sell us on why they're doing this other than well the future is wireless it's like yeah you know i don't what if i don't want wireless headphones to be my future yeah well i mean it's taking so long for the accessory industry to kind of catch up to especially android users i feel like we have totally gotten screwed because every android phone was micro usb 
and then it moved to type C. Now every phone has type C, but say like I, like I, that other example I made, if you go into that travel center and you're trying to find, you know, a, a charging cable, the chances are they may not have a type C yet. Um, and so not only then do you not have your type C charger, but there's no way you're going to find a headphone adapter or anything like that. So it, there's just like, we need more time for those, um, accessory makers i guess to catch up and those travel centers to know that they need to order that stuff because that's where okay the world is going that way it's just a pain i'm also just looking for usb type c headphones and no one makes there's not many like htc has some that they include with uh the u ultra and the u11 but they're locked to they just like you can't use those on another phone yeah because that's so that's this is one of the actual pretty decent complaints about um type c is that it's it it allows them to control stuff like that like they can block that off from use elsewhere so like those u sonic earbuds that come with the u11 they're actually really good earbuds you can't use them on anything but the u11 or the u ultra they're locked to that that's really stupid stupid that's another stupid htc decision so like jbl makes some and then the rest is just like a bunch of random company. I'm just looking on Amazon. There could be some elsewhere, but the rest is like companies I've never heard of before that sell USB type C headphones. Yeah. Like so Bose. Yeah. I don't think like Bose has any, right? Yeah. Beats isn't making type C headphones yet or anything like that. Until Apple switches to, uh, uh they do have wireless though. <laughs> it's true. They do have wireless. And Beats are the best headphones, just so everyone knows. They are the best. <laughs> and you can't argue that. The top result for searching for USB Type-C headphones was Skull Candies, $10 buds, and they are not USB Type-C. Oh. And then some Sennheisers, which are also not Type-C. The other Alan, problem, oh, too, you, you can't find dongles anywhere. They're actually any good. So, like, Motorola was selling their own, I think. And I don't know if you can buy their own. HTC um, was selling their own, but it's been sold out, I think, on their website for a while. So that's another problem, right? Is the dongle situation isn't good either. No one's making it. If you go on Amazon and look at the the Type-C to 3.5 millimeter dongles, most of them are rated like two stars because everyone says they don't work because there's like proprietary headphones and they don't work. So there's like a whole bunch of problems. Uh, like if Google and these companies want to force us down this road, you have to give us... Well, like we said, it'd be nice if they gave us a reason why. But if you're just going to do it, you better have options out there. Like there better be good dongles that we can buy. There better be headphones that work. So far, we don't have any of that. Dongle. Ah, dongles. All right. Uh, anyway, so I also, well, we can, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Let's talk about Galaxy Note 8 real quick. Hmm. Uh, right. So Galaxy Note 8, we know, well, we know it's coming, what, the 20. 20- third yeah 23rd it'll be announced and then it may not show up for three weeks so we just got a new picture of it today like or not today this week of a live working device uh definitely some sort of prototype that has markings all over i'm pretty sure somebody got fired over this um yeah we didn't necessarily learn anything new it it reminds me so i pulled out the note 7 that i still have in a box here (laughs) and held it today and i looked at it and it just looks this note 8 looks like a note 7 because the Note 7, right, was still kind of squared off. It just has that infinity front dual camera. Right. So anyway, we've got real life pictures of it in the all black. And it just it looks like a squared off S8, right? Yeah, it looks pretty cool. 
if you thought the SA and the SA Plus were all, I mean, if you just want like a slightly bigger and squared off SA Plus, then the Note 8 is for you. And it comes with an S Pen and dual rear facing cameras. And dual this cam. phone's going to be packed full of goodies. It uh, It's going to have probably everything, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's something that it's not going to have. Probably, I mean, stock not really. Android? Yeah, other than, you know, stock Android or something or, or updates regularly. I, I looked yesterday that Galaxy S8 is still on 7.0. Never uh, did go to 7.1. I'm assuming they're just going to skip 7.1 and go to 8. Nah. You know, like because 7.1 brought the uh, app shortcuts where you could long press, right, for app shortcuts, and it brought new emoji and stuff like that. Like 7.1 actually introduced some new stuff. Mm-hmm. some key changes, I think, and uh, it never, never got 7.1. Well, that sucks. It does kind of suck. But uh so the Note 8 will probably launch with 7.1 then, I'd imagine. This will mm-hmm. launch with 7.1 and then it'll get 8.0 in seven months or something like that. <laughs> but it'll be good. It's gonna be dope. It'll be dope. I wonder if they'll change the software much. Probably not. Probably not. All right, in essential news, essential still still not available. Uh this <laughs> this week though, uh they announced through uh, Wall Street Journal and then also Andy Rubin on his Twitter said uh, it'll be here in the next few weeks, I think still. Is that what they're still saying? Yeah, it'll be another few weeks before you can buy it. But next week, they're going to announce the release date. So they announced the date that they'll announce. I hate it when companies do that. I hate it so much. So we don't know anything other than that. And then Andy Rubin chimed in and said, we're in what did he say? Full mass production. That's how he described it. And he posted a bunch of pictures of it, of like phones on racks and like a manufacturing environment, but he called it full mass production. That's <laughs> funny that that's how he phrased it. Uh, yeah. And it's going to be sold through Best Buy. We knew that already, but also Amazon. So they picked up two big retail partners there and then you can get it through Sprint as well. I'm, I'm getting sort of phone, but nah, I'm getting sick of it. Oh, it's it's hard to stay excited, right? Yeah. I'm not a big fan of this whole hype train thing they got going on where they're sort of teasing and like, oh, yeah, we're going to have the announcement date soon next week. And then we're going to have like these little events and stuff like, nah, you know, like you announced this phone, what, two months ago? I'm sort of like over it. Just supposed to be out 30 days. It's going to yeah. be nice before it actually releases um so you mentioned an event they are inviting people in the la area to a first look event which is next friday august 25th where you can get your hands on the phone they didn't invite us because we're not in the la area dang it we could be there we could fly to la not for an essential like hour-long event now i mean if the phone is there with hands-on we do that for other stuff that's true that's true uh, so yeah, we don't we don't know anything else about when it's actually shipping or anything. We just know that we might get a date next week. We'll keep you posted. Yeah, we'll keep you posted. Full mass production. <laughs> not, not just mass production. Full, Full mass production. That shit's funny. The thing is, like, we when they announced this phone, we went, "All right, it's run by a bunch of guys that know how to make phones and do all this." And we talked about it quite a bit early on. Like, this could be legit because it's people that know what they're doing. This isn't Sagus version two. This is Andy Rubin, and then he's like, "Yeah, in thirty days. Otherwise, I wouldn't let you reserve it." It's gonna be ninety before. 
you can buy this. All right, LGV30 news. So LGV30 uh, also coming very soon. It'll be announced on August 31st, I believe is the date. Uh, so this week, uh, well, for the, for those who don't know, LG, almost every time they release a phone, partners up with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And uh, he has an organization or company called Hit Record. I, I actually don't know what Hit Record does. I think they produce like some, like short films. They they try to get um, the average person like you and I to like film things and collaborate and do stuff stuff like that. Right? It's like a creative thing. Uh, anyway, so every time, <laughs> yeah, probably. So every time LG has a new phone coming out, they partner with him, and he often makes like a Hit Record video that's like a promo. Um, and then this time for the V30 he seems to be having some sort of contest where people are uploading like the most random content <laughs> ever. Like we, you and I watched a bunch of it and we, we still don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, so anyway, a, a couple of the people that are a part of this didn't get the, the fact that they probably shouldn't show the phone they're using in their clips that they're uploading to the site. And obviously no one's screening these clips that go up. They're just going up. Um, so we got full clean looks of the uh, LG V30. We got a look at the backside and it's like full glass body, curved edges, dual camera, fingerprint reader, all of that stuff. Uh, also the front with its full vision PO LED display. This is the first one. Uh, we got some really nice looks at this thing and uh, it looks pretty nice. It obviously looks a little bit like a, or a lot like a G6, but maybe just more refined because it's just a little more curvy. Whereas the G6 front was just fully flat, but the V30 is looking good. V30 looks really hot, but I must say I feel really bad for those users who have the V30, but will never ever receive like a phone ever again in their entire lives. Because how could you be so ignorant and yeah. post pics video of the phone? Like, come on, give me a break. It, it happened pretty quickly too that they pulled it. Like we had a like a reader of ours sent us the link and was like, check out the most recent uploads. And so we like immediately started digging in and we we're like, oh wow, there's the phone. And so I started taking screenshots of everything. They were super low res too, the the videos that were uploaded, which is kind of funny. But I so I started taking as many screenshots as I could, knowing they'd probably pull this stuff down. We posted it up and probably within would you say like 45 minutes, maybe quick. all those videos were gone. So they obviously probably got some traffic, but that word got through fast from LG to whoever runs hit record. And those things were just, they were gone. Uh, but yes, we, we took a lot of screenshots. So if you want to see what the LG V30 looks like, just head over to the site. It looks good. Like Kellen said, it looks like a more refined LG G6, which is a good thing considering the G6. It was such a step in the right direction in terms of hardware design for LG. The V30 is the first V-series phone like I'm really looking forward to. That display, that hardware looks good. I'm ready. My body is ready for the stuff yeah. and things. <laughs> for this stuff and things lg's really just like made a nice transition we've talked about that a lot from the g5 to this right. but to where we are now but they've just they've they've obviously turned a corner in terms of design and this thing looks it looks nice uh so they also confirmed some stuff this week lg did uh well the name for one it is the v30 so it's, it's funny like lg has obviously multiple pr arms and uh groups that talk to press and they announce info and all this stuff so on uh on August eighth, which was I think Tuesday, they announced um that their phone is the V thirty. Except they didn't really announce it, um, except through this like LG social blog of theirs that's only <laughs> in Korea. 
uh, on the site, they actually called it the V30. Um, and that was like a day before they ever announced that stuff through their U S press. It's just so weird how that works sometimes. Anyway, so they confirmed that that is the name LG V30, but, but then a couple days later they announced camera specs and they said, um, it'll have a dual camera obviously, but it's going to have a aperture of F 1.6, which is kind of insane for a smartphone. Um, and then like the next day, their social blog uploaded the same information, but then also included the fact that the camera setup is a 16 megapixel standard shooter and a 13 megapixel wide angle camera. So they gave us that little bit too. So we're starting to really piece together everything. So we know six inch PO LED display with some little curved edges, F1.6 main shooter on the back, along with a 13 megapixel wide angle camera, glass, metal, it shaping up to be uh quite the phone i'm looking forward to it oh. just if there's they can figure out ways to uh improve that software experience yeah software probably still going to be pretty trash definitely going to be trash <laughs> sorry lg <laughs> definitely going to be trash i should fire up the g6 now just to look every once in a while i, I feel like every year i uh, for the last couple of years i always kind of go all right maybe i should dive back into an lg device a lot of times it's when something new is coming out from them to like re-familiarize myself with uh with what they're doing and uh, usually lasts about a day. Like I, I remember last year I picked up the G5 again because the G5 like in hand actually was a pretty good yeah. size. Uh, <laughs> I remember I, I'd used it for, I don't even know if I made it a full day and there was just something about the experience that I just couldn't get. I think the battery life was kind of crappy on that phone too, but so it's almost G6 time to pull that thing back out to see, uh, <laughs> to see what LG software is all about. All right, moving on from there. We're just hammering through these things. So uh, Moto X4. I don't know if we've ever talked about the Moto X4 on the show, have we? Not yet. So the Moto X4 is a phone that, uh, well, I think it first leaked. Where was that? I don't have a link handy. Anyway, um, it's been like a couple of months now. Uh, th- There's this picture floating around. It was like from a Motorola training session. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it listed out like the Z, then the X, then the G, and then the C, and then the E or something. It was this board, basically. So it snapped a picture during a Motorola training session. And it started floating around. So we kind of knew the lineup of phones that were coming from Motorola. And that was the first time we'd seen X in a couple of years, really. Um because they abandoned the X, kind of replaced it with Z. Although they never, they they did tell us, I think at the time, that the Moto X wasn't dead. And we were, right. kept saying, well, that doesn't make sense. Uh, anyway, so Moto X 4 is what the phone will be called. We're pretty sure, even though it's fourth gen, uh, we think it'll be X4, just like G5, E4, that whole thing. And uh, it started surfacing this week. And uh, the first pictures were from a Brazilian outlet who uh, like dove into one of those like, FCC type regulatory agencies down in Brazil and found pictures of this phone, the Moto X4. It's all black. It looks a lot actually like the all black, um, shiny. Is it the jet black iPhone? Is that the one that's really shiny? It it just reminds me of that. Um, it looks really polished, really nice. Um, and so, uh, yeah, they, they posted some pictures of it and I kind of ranted about that, how I don't really understand why Motorola needs 15 different lines of phones. But, um, Today we got another picture, a press render of it, and I gotta admit it looks—it's starting to look pretty good. Oh, the camera thing on the back is ugly as hell, but the rest of it, I think it looks pretty nice. All glass body. No, 
black. There's even kind of a weird blue color. You're not feeling this phone at all, are you? Look at that. The What bugs me is the Moto logo that's right above the display and underneath the like front earpiece. And I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan of those colors and uh, and that total like the rear facing camera that's like glary and sort of reflective like nah also looks like it has sort of a rough ridgy edge to it too it does like it's kind of textured or something i'm just not a fan of the look of this i'm sure it's a fine mid-range device but it's not for me (laughs) yeah so the rumored specs are and a couple of you are reporting this at this point a 5.2 inch full hd display snapdragon 630 processor 16 megapixel front camera, dual camera setup on the back with a 12 megapixel regular shooter, 8 megapixel wide angle shooter, 3000 milliamp hour battery fingerprint reader, 3 gig RAM, 32 gig storage when it comes to the US, and then maybe 4 gig 64 in other countries. And it should be IP68 water and dust resistant, which is, I'm pretty sure, is a first for Moto. First for Moto. That's, you know, so the specs are pretty. impressive specs you know minus that snapdragon 600 series um which isn't a bad processor you should probably get some pretty good battery life from this especially that smaller display but this might be a good option for a lot of people like i know you love some of those like kind of not i wouldn't say lower end but not the flagship motorola devices and this this might be good for you yeah but then so that was kind of what i was talking about yesterday where i just don't get this phone like why it exists where it does because it's, it, it has really similar specs to the Moto G5 or G5 Plus or G5S Plus or whatever. I mean, there's like 10 of these things now. Just G5s alone, there's at least four. Um, so like, like the G5 has a Snapdragon 625. It has a 630. It's like the same processor. The 630 is just the newer version. Uh, this does have a dual camera setup, but the G5S Plus also has dual cameras, I think. Um, but the G5S Plus doesn't have NFC. This thing has NFC. So, and this thing obviously is water resistant and the other one isn't. So I just don't, I don't really get why this exists. Why is this not just the G5 with like a shiny back? Like, Why is it the Moto X? Um, unless they're going to slot it in at like the $400 price point. Because, well, we don't know how much the G5S Plus is yet, but the G5 Plus is like a, what, $300 phone? 299 I think, 279 yeah. $250? I don't know, somewhere right, in there. 279, I thought. Something like that. So this phone, I, I, I kind of look at it and I go, all right, well, I think it looks fairly nice and I would consider it in that mid range. But what if they want to charge like 500 bucks for this thing? I mean, would you spend 500 bucks on this phone? It looks like they're trying to prop it up there as being really, really great. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. 1080p display with a 630 processor. Not that Three. it's a bad phone, but. Oh, I, like I kind of, well. Like, why wouldn't I buy, if it, what'd you say, 400 range, maybe, you know? Um, I feel like there's other options out there. Like, maybe I would just spend an extra 70 bucks or something, maybe get myself a OnePlus 5 or something. But if this has IP rating, yeah. then. It's, it is water. So so that's what concerns me then, right? They're, they potentially put better cameras in than the G5. It's got the 630 processor, which is a newer processor, which won't be that cheap. And then it's their first water-resistant phone. So I can see Motorola going, all right, well, we did these things. Let's jack that price up to like 500 bucks. And then I'm going to go, you're out of your freaking minds. And it also bugs me that this is a Moto X phone and there's like zero personalization to this, right? Yeah, that's a big damper. You know, like first Moto X had the full Moto Maker experience. And then 
the second one still had a pretty big moto maker experience from leather and all that stuff and then the the pure edition which was the third gen you still got to choose at least the backside and front side like there was still some customization there so for them to bring the moto x back and go well we're not doing moto maker but it's just the ultimate premium feel and i just i'm just like that's not what the moto x was the moto x never was the most premium feeling phone ever it was just a personalized phone which was what was so cool about it so i think they should call it something else kind of bugs me but you know like the moto x had like special meaning around these parts it was like phone of the year two years in a row with the worst camera in history it was it was special it was so to see them kind of go this route, it bugs me a little. I think they should call it something else. Call yeah, it I, have, I, I can't e. keep track of all the Motorola's phones these days. It's too complicated. I did actually put together a list that just kind of mocks them a little bit because it's it's really stupid. There's multiple E4 models. There's like four or five different G5 models. There's this coming. There's two Z2s. There's supposed to be Moto Cs coming. They might have already been announced. I can't even keep up. All this year. That's just this year. That's tough. So yeah, if this phone's like four hundred bucks, yeah, it might be worth it. Um, otherwise, it's hard to get excited about it. They needed to bring the actual Moto X back with some Moto Maker and stuff, and let you get busy with the design. <laughs> and they need to ditch that camera setup. <laughs> pretty ugly camera thing and you know they they're doing it on all their phones like the the moto g5 i think when it first leaked or was announced at mwc i i i think i kind of made fun of the the uh the really cheap looking design because that camera thing and they just keep pushing ever since last year's moto z's right that had that thing like the z2 still has it the little puck little puck i i I get why the moto z's have it because it's skinny phone you want to have a big camera sensor and then you want to have moto mod. So it has this puck, but why, why does the moto X four have a puck on the back? That's not a design highlight. I'm sorry. That, that doesn't look attractive. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So what, what I skipped earlier was um, I made the argument yesterday that, that before you go out and buy galaxy note eight, LG V 30, even the essential phone, you should probably wait until, Google unveils their Pixel and Pixel 2 because I just have this feeling. I think we, we talked about this a little bit last week where I said I really wasn't excited for the Galaxy Note 8. I think these Pixel phones are going to be, I think they're going to be really good. Like, ignore the headphone jack stuff for a second. Like, they're the first phones. And I talked about this in December of last year when I said that 2017 was going to be awesome for phones. Um, that it, Google actually had time to really design a phone, really make a phone their own. Whereas last year we know they got rushed because Huawei was like, no, see you later mid like production or something of the first pixel phones. HTC stepped up and gave them a bunch of shells of like old one a nines that they had never sold. And we got these pixels that looked like iPhones. So this year, I think they're going to give us a bigger batter dis- display. We'll get the performance. You'll get the software. They're throwing in squeezy things. We'll probably get water resistance. And I remember everyone complained also about the price last year, and that's not going to change, but people still were interested. I, I just, I'm excited about the Pixel phones. I've been back using them after we reviewed a bunch of phones, so I made that argument. But I'm also making the argument right now as we uh, are doing the show that the Galaxy Note 8 should be the phone you just go after, so I don't know. You seem really excited about the Galaxy Note 8, though. Like, are you, do you really care about the Pixels, or are you just kind of like, whatever, I want the Note 8 now, we'll deal with Pixels later kind of thing. 
I totally care about the pixels. In fact, I you know I I might tend to say that I am more excited about the pixels, but I can't just forget that the Note Eight is coming, right? I mean, that phone. I'm really excited mainly about the cameras. Uh, Samsung hasn't done a dual camera before, at least in like their flagship devices. So I'm really excited to see what they do with it. Um, if there's one company I think that can do like the camera portion right, you know, in terms of trying to like beat Apple or kind of implement what Apple does with their dual cameras into an Android device, it would be Samsung. So I'm excited about that. Um, as for the Pixel, I mean, it's hard not to be excited about the Pixel just because I'm, I really want Android. Oh, I want to feel it. I want to get to know it. <laughs> and then, you know, just the update thing, right? So while the Pixel is going to launch with Android, oh, no, eight, I'm assuming is going to launch with Nougat still. So it's already going to sort of be old news. And then I would have to wait for the Android o update next year, like Christmas time, maybe. It's just no one knows. So that's really like kind of my train of thought on that. But I know the software experience is going to be cool on the Pixel, but the hardware experience and some of those things might be better on the Note 8. And they probably will be. And, and we already just mentioned how the Note 8 will have everything, right? It's not going to be missing anything other than the software experience will just be different than Google's. And it, it's certainly, Samsung certainly improved that. I just think this is the year where Google goes, all right, we finally had a full a full cycle here to uh, create the ultimate phone. Whereas before, like they had their Nexus phones and they were their vision, but they always kind of tried to keep them on the cheaper end. And then last year with the Pixel, I think they wanted to come out with this like super premium thing. And then they ran into issues, right, with their manufacturing partner. And this year, I don't know, they've had run into those issues. And they're going to push the boundaries a little bit with LG. I just think it's one of those first times where Google's going to release a phone that will actually compete with Samsung and Apple. Like last year, they, they, there was some there was some downsides to the Pixel phones. I overlooked those because I had a great camera and the software is, I think, the best. But this year, I think not only do we get the software experience and it should have a great camera, but it's gonna it should have like the water resistance and the design and the display and all of that stuff. So we get Google's like true vision for what they're doing. In, what after how many years? I mean, we've been saying like this. See, now that's BS, dude. Like to say that this is Google's like true vision when I thought that's been the point of this for so many years, right? It, this is different. I will give you that. But to say that this might be something completely different, I don't know. I think because they're not, at least. I don't think they're taking any shortcuts whatsoever this time. And in the past, I always felt like they kind of did. I mean, sure. like the Nexus 5 was like a cheap piece of plastic, right? And they did and they did that because they wanted to sell it cheaply. And they didn't, you know, they tried to innovate there basically with software. And they told us the camera was good and it sucked. Um, like last year, you can tell with the Pixel phones, they tried to make really premium phones. It just, because of the HTC thing, it just didn't. <laughs> come off that way right they looked like phones we've seen before from a million people and there was no water resistance and and it, and it seemed not quite there but they tried to go premium market them as such all that stuff so uh i guess what, what it's, it just seems like the first year where they actually might throw it all together but we'll see with that whenever I, we think that about google they often disappoint <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, I'm not getting my hopes up for like Project Treble either. You know, like, oh, updates are going to be fast for everybody. Like, okay, I mean, hardly anyone in the world is even on Nougat. 
So the fact that this treble comes with Android O, I mean, we've got a long ways to go. So, yeah, the, the Project Treble stuff. I don't know that we've we've mentioned it much, but it, it's probably not going to do anything. Do you, do you really think Project Treble? So, so I, I made a little bit of an argument about how you'll get these updates, and Google said you know Project Treble will help people, but I, it's not going to help. I don't think we're going to see anything for a couple of years, probably. It might you help you to- and I, who are always updating new phones. But those people that, if like if you buy the Note Eight. Doesn't it's not going to have trouble. Like you're not going to be on O. Uh, if you buy the V30, there's a chance the V30 will launch with O. You know, because they've tried to do that with Google. I think the last couple of years. Um, but you have to go from O forward to get trouble, so that your updates can hopefully be a little bit faster. But the Note 8 is not going to launch with O. And all these other people that are not on O for a while, that's not going to happen. So we're not even going to see O or Project Rebel be a thing for like two years. Like we need to look back at the numbers in two years and go, oh yeah, it, it actually did help. But when there's carriers and manufacturers still involved, I don't have a lot of hope there. Yeah. All companies right, so, like OnePlus. Yeah, companies like, yeah, I didn't, I need, we need to talk about that. Well, we haven't written it up yet. That's why it's not on there, but we, we, we should should talk about that uh but what i was gonna say that we haven't talked about with with the headphone jack thing on the pixels and i, I forgot about this but remember last year the pixel commercial that was like and it has a headphone jack <laughs> you know because the, the iphone didn't at the time and google made like this big deal about it i'm trying to watch it right now i think it was like was it like the last thing it was actually a really good commercial where is it <laughs> Trying Google, to find it. Trying Google's to find it. trolling themselves. Yeah. Fools. Oh, there we go. It was, yeah, their like new commercial. It's actually a really good commercial. But yeah, so now this year they come out and there's no headphone jack. Yeah, it was the Google commercial where they called everything new and they were like, it has camera new, whatever new, whatever new. And then it said three and a half millimeter headphone jack, satisfyingly not new. And it was like, oh, burn. And then this year they're going to ditch headphone jack and not give us a good reason why whoops ridiculous um all right so let's talk about the one plus five real quick or the <laughs> one plus three i should say so today and we'll have a story on the on the site shortly about this but uh one plus sat down for kind of a q a today about software support for the one plus three in one plus three t so one plus three came out in it's like july of last year i think yeah and then the one plus 3t was later in the year like november November. yeah november um so uh people have questioned one plus and software support and they should be questioning them because like the one plus two uh they announced it's not even getting nougat and uh so that's the one plus two came out in 2015 nougat came out in 16 so they essentially cut it off before it even got a full year of major software support which is insane, by the way, like not even a full year. So anyway, people have been asking, well, what, what about the three and three T you guys told us um, just before the one plus five was announced that it, that it's getting that the one plus three and three T will get nougat. And they remember they bragged about it um, is I think it's Pete Lau. He was, he was like bragging about that. And I think we kind of went, this isn't really something you should brag about, dude, that should be a given. Like <laughs> you should, you shouldn't be excited to announce that you're getting O for these phones that aren't even a year old. Like it, it's, it's news if you decided not to. So uh, anyway, they answered some questions and 
they admitted today that O will be the only major update it gets. So I guess I guess you should clarify. These phones launched with Marshmallow, I believe. And then Nougat came out like right after the three was announced, like within a month. So technically, they went from Marshmallow to Nougat and then they'll get O. So technically, they are getting two major versions, which is terrible, by the way, because when the 3T came out, like Nougat had been out for like four months. So uh, anyways, they said O will be it. That will be the last major version that update that they go to. After that, they will... They said continue to release security patch updates for the foreseeable future, which that, that could mean that doesn't anything. mean anything. Mean anything. Um, so, yeah, if you're buying a OnePlus phone, just know that you'll be lucky if you get more than a year of major software updates. That's pretty bad. It sucks. Uh, for anyone who bought the OnePlus 3, I think it's sort of, I wouldn't say it's a ripoff. It's just sort of BS. When the phone launched, you would think, well, this should already have N. So not only do I expect O, but I kind of expect Android P as well. Uh, but no, because the phone launched with M, they think it's okay that that, you know, upgrade to N equals one and then to O is two. And that's all they need to do. Uh, the timing of it is just not ideal. Uh, it looks bad yeah yeah the timing looks bad but yeah there it is i mean what can you do right maybe another you're right exactly not by their phones so i mean i i'm interested to see how long it'll take once google releases android O public uh how long it'll take the one plus five uh to update to android O because one plus only releases one to two phones a year it's not like they have this huge lineup of devices they have to worry about, like Samsung. And and let's face it, I mean, there's probably not millions that they need to worry about. So the fact uh, is that their team should be able to, you would think, pump out these updates timely for this small amount of devices. So Yeah, I obviously know nothing about the software side, engineering background side of updating these things. But like you just said, you have like two phones that are typically current at a time that you're still updating. Um, and yeah, they're not selling 20 million of these things We're maybe a million, maybe two. That's still a lot. And you don't want to break 2 million phones. Uh, but one year of software updates is pretty weak. And then the, the security thing too, where for the f- foreseeable future, what does, does that mean? F- an extra five months? Like, are you not even getting two full years of security updates for this phone? And, and these are phones that the price they're priced right, so a lot of people probably don't keep them for two years, but some people probably do. I mean, five hundred bucks for a phone is a lot of money to a lot of people, and they might buy this thinking they're going to keep it. There's a lot of people still rocking the one plus one. I'm pretty sure. So, mm-hmm. uh, it it's not a good look. And we've been talking about this for quite a while that their software support has been pretty spotty. And I don't think it really started with uh, the one plus two, but for them to announce that. OnePlus 3 is getting one year, basically, of major software support is uh, it's pretty bad. I mean, I would if I was for sure if I was buying a, a phone and uh, I didn't plan on upgrading in a year, I would never consider OnePlus at this point. Like if I, you know, I know you could root it and ROM it and they're pretty open <laughs> to that crap. That's not official support. So you're not, not good for OnePlus. And we'll, and we'll again, we'll have a story on this shortly, but. Yeah. Samsung Shield posted in the chat, uh, remember when OnePlus did that sexist contest? 
<laughs> yeah, actually, not too long ago, I looked back and was like, oh, man, I mean, this company has made a few mistakes, PR mistakes. Um, thankfully, they always try and be transparent and like, yeah, we screwed up on this one. We're going to fix it, blah, blah, blah. But it, you can't help but feel embarrassed at times for OnePlus, but they're they're making it. They're still doing good. Like the OnePlus 5, I'm using it right now. Like it's still a good phone. I like it. So it's nice. Yeah. <clears throat> That's the thing is their phones are actually really good. But you, they need to support them for more than a year. Yes. Terrible. Yeah. All right. Uh, Galaxy S8 Active announced this week. Seems weird. Doesn't even seem like news because I feel like we have talking about this phone since the regular S8 was announced however many months ago. But uh, the Galaxy S8 Active is official exclusively for a limited time at AT&T. I don't know what that means, by the way. In the announcement, it said for a limited time. We've never seen an active go anywhere else. Like, do you really think anyone else is going to pick this phone up? I don't really, I don't really think so. Do you? It's entirely possible. I guess it is. I know people have complained for a long time about the actives being exclusive there, and they said like, if this was on Verizon, I would buy it or whatever. I have no idea if anybody else will pick this phone up. Kind of doubt it. The note's on the way. The S8's kind of old news in the terms of like... You walk into a store and want the newest of the new. Yeah. Maybe though. If you want a rugged, tough phone that actually isn't a Kyocera piece of garbage, eh, this is the one you would want, I would think. <laughs> what did you just say about Kyocera, my favorite smartphone maker? Sarah over here, yeah. Do not, uh, you can't talk crap about my Commando G Zone or whatever the hell they were called. Kyocera smartphone right now. Yeah, Brandon in the chat is asking, has anyone heard about the Google Assistant update for NVIDIA Shield TV and Shield Spot? I can tell you, I need to... I Every month I do like a Twitter update. Like, no, we haven't heard about the Shield Spot. And no, we don't know when it's coming. Um, Google Assistant for Shield TV should be coming late summer. So soon. Uh, before summer is over. Which is, like, I'm looking at my uh, wrist where my hey, watch what? should be. Summer? Sorry, yeah, sorry. So I know it should be soon. So we actually think it's coming soon. Did they tell us summer? Late summer is when they said. So we're uh, close. So it's come when Android O is announced. It's going to come as a part of Android O for Android TV, don't you think? Yeah, that makes sense. Because that would be late summer. There you go. There it is. Break, breaking. <laughs> heard it here first, folks. We just we cracked the mystery. <laughs> we apparently did. All right. Um, I, I'm waiting for that damn thing. I want to use assistant on, although I feel like the microphone, um, on the newest shield TV is terrible. It's so slow and never works. I should yeah. say never, but hardly ever. Yeah. It, sometimes it seems a little buggy. Like I'll be inside of Google play and I'll try and work the microphone and it just doesn't like pick up what I'm saying or something, you know? And I'm worried that when I start saying the hot word, you know, I got it tons of devices that may go off i don't know i'm just uh, what i want is spot uh but we're thinking like holidays maybe but if it is holidays like that's crap they announced that thing at ces and that is that really pisses me off yeah, uh, i don't want google homes around my house i just want spots everywhere yeah, spots yep yeah i wish those things would would come out those were one of the cooler innovations of the whole year i would say those little spot things i wonder why they can't get those ready i would have thought they would have probably well, i guess probably part of it is they need 
well, no, they could have. I guess Google hasn't really opened up to third party, right? The assistant stuff with Google Home. They haven't opened that up to anybody. So NVIDIA needs them to like probably publish something publicly that allows them to oh, do you that. Mean, like, putting the AI on the hardware itself. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. I mean, stuff is like, you know, supports Google Assistant. But yeah, I don't know if you can actually make hardware that has Assistant on it. Right. So if, they, yeah, if that's not actually a publicly available thing, then there's part of the problem. So hopefully when Android O comes out, they also open up Assistant to more things. And then NVIDIA goes, look, because I would imagine when NVIDIA announced that, don't you think some other partners in the industry were like, what the hell, Google? We could have made that. And you're going to let NVIDIA just kind of have this exclusive on this thing. So uh hopefully nvidia patented the hell out of it because it's a brilliant idea but i would imagine there's other partners that probably want in on that opening of google assistant to put in their own hardware so we kind of need that to happen right yeah april 27th is when they put up the sdk developer preview so everything is in the works and it is like public we are like we know about it it's just take it takes time of course so, of course, NVIDIA, you know, they I don't even think they were really scheduled to do the keynote at CES that far ahead of when they did. But once they found out they were going to do the keynote, they rushed this stuff and said, OK, we need that new Shield TV. We need NVIDIA Spot, even though it's obviously wasn't even close to being ready. So. Yeah, because they did take over that keynote late, right? Yes. From what we heard. Yeah. Well, it was a great show. It was an awesome show. I was like blown. The big <laughs> moment CS. Yes, we're going, God, new Shield TV. And then we realized it was just the same Shield TV in a smaller box. And they like removed a port or something. But still, new controller. And then they go, and here's Spot. We were like, what? Picture, picture, picture. I was it's not so expecting cool. to work that much that night. But we, we did. Showed up for fun and then went, oh, oh boy. Good job, NVIDIA. NVIDIA always does a nice show at uh, CES. Whereas other people ignore CES, which I understand why they would do that. So, yeah. all right. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, one plus five. Speaking of them now comes in gold, soft gold, I believe is the official term. Wow. So you can, uh, yeah, you can buy, it's got a white front gold back and uh, same price for 79, six gig Ram, 64 gig storage. I do not believe it comes in the eight gig. 128 gig uh, configuration just yet. No, it doesn't. But the slate gray will soon. So if you didn't like midnight black and you wanted slate gray, they're essentially the same damn color. Uh, slate gray will soon come with eight gig storage or eight gig RAM 60 or 128 gig storage. So wow. anyway, shipping now. Oh no, ships within four days. It says it's a gold one. Actually, they're all set at ships within four days. It doesn't seem like a lot of people are buying this phone. I can't really tell, to be honest. Um, it doesn't seem to have the same buzz as the three, right? It's like an every other year thing for OnePlus, probably because people keep their phones for two years. It was like the OnePlus One was really, really popular. That phone was great. And then the OnePlus Two <laughs> didn't have NFC, and we all kind of just crapped on it, and it didn't. I don't think that it did well. And then the three, I think people were really like the three and the three T. I know you and I obviously did. We talked a lot about it, called it phone of the year. Uh, but it seemed really popular. And now this phone, yeah, I don't know what it is, but you're right. It doesn't seem to have the same. I'm sure OnePlus is hyping it like crazy like they always do, but I don't know. 
I think I mean, it's a mixture. I mean, someone said because of the price, I think that does have something to do with it. But then, you know, I mean, they were talking about the camera and then the reviews came out saying, well, the camera's not even all that great. And it's just little things. Maybe people are getting a little turned off by this software thing because, I mean, the way OnePlus explains it in the AMA is that this thing will only ever get to Android P. It'll get Android O this year and then Android P next year, and then it'll be dead. So, I mean, just the way OnePlus is sort of setting themselves up and this... I think it has a lot to do with of software support. <laughs> exactly. So when, when, because the phone is being launched, when it is before the new versions of Android come out, like kind of like right before it puts them in a tough position, like the consumer, right? Well, it's like, I'm going to get the version that say the pixel already launched with, and then we'll get two versions after that, or the one plus, which is going to launch with the last version and then get one newer. So it's just a weird predicament that OnePlus is in. It is. And that's probably how they'll sort of justify cutting the phones off. Because, yeah, this, this, the OnePlus 5 is out. And it'll have been out for a couple months. And then Android O will get released. And then they'll spend three, four months getting that ready. Because um, what did they deliver? Nougat last year by the end of the year, I think it was. Or at least yeah. went into beta for the 3 and 3T. So it, let's say they follow that again. We're talking three, four months down the road. It'll get O. And then next year... uh he will come out and maybe end August again. And so then OnePlus will spend the next three, four months getting that ready. So then they are, I mean, it's over a year then, right? We're like at a year and a half of software support. And then if they were to do it again, one more year, you're kind of like at two and a half years of support. And they certainly aren't about to do that. So uh, you're right. A lot of it probably is the timing just because they release a phone a month and a half before the new version of Android comes out. Yeah, and the fact that you can grab a Galaxy S8 on sale right now, you know, for almost the same price as the OnePlus 5, like the top tier version, there's no reason that I don't think you wouldn't get an S8 over the OnePlus 5. That is one of those things. The S8, uh, it's just, it's always on sale. I don't know what that says about Samsung. Maybe their margins are just that good on this damn thing that they can keep doing that. But, you know, it started out, the S8 was what, 750? 50. Yeah, and the SA Plus was eight fifty. Yeah, and yeah, you could get these things for under five hundred bucks a couple of times already. Like we had the like hundred fifty dollar discount plus some trade in offer stuff. I actually picked up an an SA Plus unlocked one for like four seventy five or something because I had a Note five or something that was sitting in a drawer that hadn't moved. And it was a three hundred dollar trade in, so I had one hundred fifty off plus four fifty off of an SA Plus. That's you're you're like under the price of the one plus five for an S8 plus. So kind of crazy. That's pretty good. Uh, can't really beat that stuff. So I, I don't know. Maybe we should gauge interest there on the one plus five. See how many people actually did buy it. I like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Oh, so I just, so we got new Android distribution numbers this week. Um, and, uh, we posted those and our buddy Dave Cover, Cove Dev, um, asked for us to put together like a chart showing um, adoption rates and stuff like that. And so I kind of went crazy and did like back through 2012 since that's all the numbers Google provides. And so we just put together a chart for it and it, uh, it definitely doesn't show that Android numbers uh, over the years are getting picked up more quickly by any means. Uh, I'm no statistician, but uh, I can see pretty clearly here that because Google's now on this yearly cycle, like manufacturers just falling further and further behind. Like there was a time when I think it was Jelly Bean and 
what was right before jelly bean uh jelly bean was ics i don't think it was ics it was gingerbread that was big because honeycomb and ice cream sandwich weren't really around that long i don't think but gingerbread was on like 60 some percent of all android phones for a while there and then the next time we saw a phone get up there it was jelly bean it was it topped out at like 65 percent which is I think at the time we just kind of went, oh, yeah, but it's only 65%. Well, now no one's even getting to 40%. Uh, like if you look at last year, uh, like lollipop, nougat, or lollipop, lollipop and marshmallow, they didn't even sniff 40% before they started the decline as the next version came out. So clearly we're not getting an increased adoption. And, and again, it's one of those things where every year Google kind of says, well, we did this to make updates faster. We did this. We created an alliance. We did this, whatever, whatever they're due every year. It doesn't seem to matter. And, and this is kind of where I talked about earlier, where I had mentioned project treble. And that's kind of what we got started on. That was, I don't even know if that's going to help this because the, the trend is bad. I mean, it's like manufacturers don't update these clearly in time before the next version comes out. Cause Google's doing this yearly cycle. And I'm not telling Google to slow down. I want them to keep doing this yearly cycle and keep doing this. It's not their fault. These people can't keep up. These people. Yeah. Um, there has been this train of thought, and I've seen this before, where people say the pie is getting bigger, so adoption looks smaller. But in reality, there's a ton of people, say on 7, like on Nugget. But in my mind, that's not necessarily the case. Because what this is, is this shows us the entire pie. And it shows us what percentage of those people are on a specific build. And in relation to every other version of Android, there's not that many people on Nougat. And that's the problem, right? Where it, on, say, I, iPhone, there's a lot of people on the latest version. And that's the way I think it should be. Because uh, that way, you know, you're running the most you know secure version of Android with all the features and all that stuff. I mean, that's, that's the, the model you want. Not this one that is very kind of looks like a freaking child's finger painting. Uh, it's just not that good in my mind, at least. Right? I want the, the number of nugget relative to how many people there are to be higher than God, whatever it is right now. Like what what's nugget sitting at as of August? Uh, it's not even 20 percent, is it? It's like at 13 percent or something. Let me see. Which is, you know. Pretty good, I guess, but that still just shows 13.3 percent. And we're almost almost a year into it, though. That's so bad. And Android O is literally right around the corner. So be here next week for all we know. And Nougat is at 13 percent. It's not even going to hit 20 percent before Android O comes out. Wade, Wade, Wade makes the um, beautiful math thing right here. 13.5 percent times 2.5 billion i don't know what the times is like i get what he's saying he's saying that no just because you know it's a small percentage doesn't mean it's not a huge population of people but like that's not my point you know i want the percentage to be higher i want the the base of android users to be at a newer version of android not where we have honeycomb or um what is it what's still ranked pretty high what's this red one kit kat where KitKat is still, you know, has a solid piece of the pie. I mean, that seems sort of ridiculous to me. So, <laughs> yeah. How old is KitKat? Three years ago. 
Yeah, KitKat's still at 16%. It still has more than Nougat. And, and look, Android is built this way. It's not built to be updated overnight like Apple's operating system is. There's too many players. There's too many different chipsets and screen sizes and drivers and all this stuff and carriers involved that care. There's, it's it's never going to get there, right? Unless like Google just takes over and people start buying 200 million Pixel phones and they just and then it's them and Samsung and everyone else kind of goes away. That's the only way this is going to change because then they'll update all their Pixel phones like today, just like Apple does. But Android is just not built that way. It's and and I don't think Google ever intended it for it to be that way. But uh, it's one of those things that's hard to get out of your mind, right? When you talk about software, especially like you said, security. Uh, when you look at numbers like this, you just kind of go, uh, I don't know that this is good enough. Like, what else can we do, guys? Because this stuff's uh, this stuff's important to a lot of people. But I guess if it's really that important, you buy Pixel phones, right? Yeah. Uh, if someone wants to make the argument that what Google has right now in terms of, like, adoption is fine, then... I don't, I don't really see where you're coming from. Like I get it. Like it might still be a lot of people on nugget, but I know my mom's phone isn't on nugget and she's the type of person who probably should be, you know, but her phone won't ever get updated to it. And that, you know, it's not just her, it's millions of other people, uh, possibly billions around the world. So there needs to be like this huge re envisioning of what Android updates are, which will never happen, of course, because it's just not the way it is. But I just hate the way it is. Let me just say that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I do too. I wish everyone could have new software, but it's just not just not the way Android's built. So yeah. I, I don't know that I would describe the situation as fine. I would just describe it as this is Android. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. This is just how Android works. So comparing it to Apple's, it's not fair to compare it to like how Apple does it, right? Because it's just it's just well, too sure. much too much going on. I, I, I do wish there was a way to improve it. I just don't know what that is. And Google is trying to take at least one more step towards that with Project Treble, but again, there's too many players involved. When you've got all these different companies involved, things like this just don't get fixed. So no. Um, but you know, in the meantime, Google can still tout you know, the billions of users they have across the world that they're just making ridiculous amount of money from. Google search works on lollipop and KitKat and honeycomb. They're fine. They don't care. (laughs) I mean, they try to make it easier for these companies to update, but Hey, I mean, they can't force them. So it's like, Hey, whatever, man. Apparently it's super expensive. I get it is expensive to update things. You have to pay engineers lots of money to fix these things and tweak them and test them and whatever. So uh, and they don't, it's not like, you know, Samsung makes any more money off of, you know, the Galaxy S6 when it gets Nougat two years later, that that's just money they're spending. But I also feel like that's, that's why people are buying your phone. And part of their investment in that phone is that it should get updates for a couple of years. Uh, but apparently to Samsung and these companies, that investment doesn't mean speedy updates. Uh, yes. All right. And finally, T-Mobile announced their own phone this week. <laughs> T- T-Mobile, not somebody else t-mobile has uh released a phone called the is it the revel is that what it's we're gotta it? be the revel right i mean there's no other way to pronounce that spelled r-e-v-v-l all caps by the way revel and uh it's 125 bucks and uh I, I don't know who made it i think i saw somebody say that tcl made it which is the same company that makes blackberry phones now uh so 125 bucks 5.5 inch hd display that would be 720p hd 2 gig ram 
uh 13 megapixel rear camera 3000 milliampere battery fingerprint reader and 7.0 nougat uh yeah 125 bucks you walk away with this or five bucks a month for a little while something like that 18 months yeah i i don't think i'm gonna buy one but uh no we probably won't review it <laughs> i don't think we're reviewing their revel and i think this is the first of many revels to come by the way crap this is like two goals <laughs> new things they're just gonna sell a bunch of cheaply made phones it looks like it runs fairly stock android yeah what's this damn thing Alcatel makes it. Oh, is that who it is? Are they TCL? Alcatel and TCL, are they the same thing? I feel like they are. Uh, I didn't think they were the same thing. No, I I thought for some reason they were. I don't, I try not to keep too much up to speed on like all the third, or, you know, like the fourth party hardware makers or anything, but it's just hard to keep track. Let's see. Alcatel is a mobile hands. I'm looking on Wikipedia, which knows everything. Yeah. It's a brand of mobile handsets owned by Nokia and used under license by Chinese electronics company TCL. So I think huh. TCL is just making Alcatel phones. They don't own Alcatel. That makes sense. Similar with what, what they do with BlackBerry, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Right, I'm trying to find the Revel on TCL. Must have a lot of money. I think you could buy the Revel like today. Yes, oh, you can. Yeah. Look at that. I just wanted to see the UI, see what it looks like, but they're probably not going to show me it. Has anyone done like a hands-on of the Revel? Uh, yeah, their hardware guru Dez has oh, done a hands-on. Yeah. Of course, Dez. He probably unboxed it while falling out of a <laughs> out of a plane. <laughs> yeah, like Dez, you're so silly, dude. So dude, silly. I mean, if we could do unboxings like that, we definitely would. <laughs> but we just don't have that kind of time. Sorry, everybody. He devotes his life to unboxing phones where we don't. I would love to do a skydiving unboxing video or underwater with swimming with sharks unboxing, but I just, I don't have the means. Damn it. It looks like, oh, here's some guy. Sipno Tech is unboxing it. And it, it looks, it looks like pretty clean Android. Yeah. Oh, a giant mute button in the, uh, <laughs> not kidding, like in the, what is that? <laughs> It's like he pulled the notification thing down and where the brightness slider was like right next to it was this giant square that said mute. Huh. That's interesting. Mute buttons are good. Yeah, but mute is like, do you mute your display? That doesn't, it's kind of weird. I know. It looks fairly cleanish Android though. It looks like a fine device. 125 bucks. I'd probably go for the Moto G5 over that, but that's just me. All right, so well, uh, I don't know. You got anything else? I think we, all we talked about was leaks. <sighs> Leakers. Um, special shout out to Joseph in the chat. He says, um, this is my first time tuning in to DL since the Droid Bionic and Galaxy Nexus hype beast. I'm so glad you guys are still doing your thing. So thank you, Joseph. Thanks for tuning in. He says he doesn't follow phones anymore. but yeah. I'd we- say you're not much but you kind of are there's been a lot of stuff in the last couple of years hopefully I mean, he's we, upgraded yeah hopefully you don't still have the bionic and uh you maybe picked up something new because it's pretty good technology out there these days yeah we did, a, we did a tbt of the bionic that's how long ago that was that was years <laughs> yeah i'll never forget that the article i wrote that said uh should still consider the Bionic because it's the first dual core LTE phone. 
That was like the worst advice I've ever given. <laughs> I can fully admit that. And it was like the hype beast around that because that thing lasted from January till whenever it they redid the Bionic and launched it, right, in like September or something of that year. And it was a totally new phone. I remember there was still some hype there because at the time, the phones were just, LTE was coming around, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Oh, Joseph had seven. Then it blew up on him and downgraded to an S7. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. You got anything else you want to talk about? Um, man, not really. I don't want to talk about Game of Thrones or anything like that. Like I want to, but I won't. If you guys aren't watching Game of Thrones, like catch up, hurry up, get with it. Special DL Game of Thrones episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see what's going on next week. No phones next week, still, right? Well, the essential phone. We'll get a date for it, and then, and then the week after that, we're in NYC for uh, Galaxy Note Eight. And then the week after that, the V30 will be announced. Kind so of it's, yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up, just not next week. Yeah, yeah, not next week. Next week's just another normal week of leaks and stuff like that, where you're probably going to be sick of talking about the Note 8 and the V30 and all these things. Uh, but maybe we'll get the essential phone. I don't know. Nice. That'd be fun. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. DL Show episode 148. Um, uh, have, have a safe weekend. Uh, we're still embedded in smoke here. We're still alive, but still pretty gross. So avoid Portland at all costs. If you can, hopefully that smoke doesn't turn from fire to nuclear waste, but, uh, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> we're at these days. So, uh, thanks for joining us again. We are bye, bye, peace. Peace.